0: Hello, Stephen.
1: Hello, Erica.
0: I mean, hello, Stephen. Hello,
1: Erica. Ooh.
0: That sounded a little Ice Warrior. Is-
1: it did a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially at the beginning there. No, that was your, your Wotan impression.
1: Not Wotan.
0: I always thought it was Wotan. I mean, because I'd read it on the screen. And I think the... Other time I watched this story, I think I've only seen it once other than this, uh, The War Machines. I think the other time that I watched it, I wasn't listening closely enough to recognize that they were pronouncing it, you know, German-style, Votan. Yes, we've watched episode one of The War Machines today.
1: Well, I know that some people um, pronounce Volkswagen, Volkswagen, Volkswagen. Mm Mm-hmm as well. So I don't know if it's just like this faux well maybe that's how they pronounce it in Germany. I don't know. It's weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I don't
1: know the is there a history with not just Wotan but the letter W in the English language in the nineteen sixties? It's not called the Vor office, is it?
0: No. No. I don't think so.
1: Well this is this is a, a guy and, well, well, we'll find out later on, but it's, you know, the computer calls the doctor, Doctor Who. So, who are we to believe when he decides he wants to call himself Votan?
0: <laughs> Tee hee. Yeah. Mm.
1: So, The War Machines, episode one. We did a commentary for RFS for this a while back, and I think that's why you watched it. I don't know if that was the first time you watched it, but... It was. That was certainly the first time
0: I watched it. So I guess technically I've seen it twice, <clears throat> yeah. once uh, just by myself to watch it, and then once with the Radio Free commentary. So technically this will be my third time through. But I really like this story. Episode one just cooks along. The pacing is fantastic.
1: This feels like... Uh, there was a show called Doctor Who, and and then they decided, let's just make a new show called Doctor Who, and this is like the pilot episode of that show. Because everything... I mean, I wouldn't believe... It's funny, watching this in context with everything that's come before it, this feels like 100% a different show. Mm-hmm. Does it do, do you as well?
0: It does. It does. I mean, even... I mean, we've seen the sort of progression of Dodo <clears throat> over time, mm-hmm. but I feel like her interaction with a doctor is so relaxed and familiar here in a way that it mostly hasn't been and he waltzes into places he just gets in to the tower and tells them he's an expert or maybe he didn't tell them that he was an expert because then he plays it down i it just this is yet another facet of the doctor that i think of being a normal thing for uh, the doctor later on, where he can just suddenly he's in a room with all of the most important people talking, and people are paying attention to him and listening to him, and and phoning ahead to big press conferences to let them know that he is coming. This is this feels so modern.
1: His reputation precedes him. I'm wondering if this is what Ian Stewart Black thought, because you know everyone on the, whatever the planet was that the savages took place knew of his adventures and were following him, and here mm-hmm. he just says. You know, it's funny, as you say, this this cooks along. It cooks along even more than a new series episode where at least there'd be a scene with like some psychic paper or something (laughs) to sort of convince the doctor to get through Mm -hmm. security. But boom, we cut to the next scene and he's already getting the grand tour.
0: Yeah, it's... It's pretty it's pretty interesting. And um and speaking of Dodo and our dodo headcanon about her either head trauma or drug stuff, that is that is my headcanon as to why she is so immediately and so easy easily swayed by Votan because she's in a room with a bunch of other people mm-hmm. and she's the only one that is affected at that time and I think it is because her shut up phone. Okay. I think it is because her her brain has been so adjusted and or addled or something and she's just dodo has always been a little bit weird so that's why voten sinks its claws into her immediately whereas with the other people it has to do the like you know woo sound and the swirly thing in front and the i don't know like i don't know if that's a cello or a a stand-up bass or whatever like the the deep (laughs) sound to uh Mm -hmm to put them under its control. Whereas with, with Dodo, all it takes is just a brief moment and a phone call.
1: Further along that line of uh, Dodo being a drug head, um, <laughs> the, literally the first thing she does, she gets there. Oh, what I'd really like to do is get to the hottest night spot in town. Cause she mm-hmm. probably wants to perhaps acquire some mm-hmm. more, um,
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean She wants to score a hit
1: There we go, she wants to score a hit at the Inferno Club mm-hmm. Yes, the swinging 60s arrive in full force mm-hmm. In Doctor Who Like, th- Apart from Planet of the Giants Which I think takes place uh, in like 1964 The year it was actually made Because the, they were miniatures, So they mm-hmm. didn't really interact with it This is the first time in Doctor Who history That an entire story has been set in present day three years all like at the very end of the the third season which is quite something it does it all the time now mm-hmm. this is the first
0: wow yeah this is the first in in several of those ways it's, it's it does it really just feels like a modern story and like i said the pacing before talking about the inferno mm-hmm. we have dodo they're saying oh i would just you know love to get out to the hottest nightclub and you know polly's is just like oh that's easy that's that's the inferno Crash! It's a crash cut to the door or whatever of the like the little face mm-hmm. of the inferno, I just I was shocked for a second because that's not the kind of editing I expect from classic sixties Doctor Who, and it really that's another way that it felt modern. And I was like, wow, this is this is swinging. That's mm-hmm. what I thought.
1: It's directed by Michael Ferguson. I'll have you know, Michael Ferguson doing his first of four. Directorial efforts on Doctor Who after being a production assistant on a good few of them, including the the first person to be a Dalek on screen. He was the one that held the plunger at the end of uh, episode one of God. the Dead Planet threatening Barbara. Ooh. But he, in future episodes, in the in in that he does in this late sixties and early seventies, he does have a certain paciness mm. to the directing. It's sort of those kind of jump cuts, and so he he's already doing it here, which is kind of cool. The uh, the the story I think fits his his personal mm-hmm. style.
0: Yeah, it just. It, in addition to that, overall, it really felt very well directed. I've I've enjoyed it. You know, from the 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 tower's eye view at the beginning, where mm-hmm. you see the the TARDIS materialize, to. The way that the characters are interacting with each other to I mean, the the press room, the room where they have the little model of Wotan Mm. and the Which I want. It's so cute. I love it. Um and this the guy speaking, like just the room full of of reporters. It felt very nineteen forties, (laughs) nineteen fifties, you know, like noir movie. I wanted to see like a little press tag in one of their hats. The guy with the uh from New York, terrible accent once again but uh, but other than that I mean it was just it was it was good
1: mm-hmm. um, what else? Ben and Polly uh, this is their first story this is where it feels like you know Dodo is here like almost introducing this new show <laughs> like this feels <laughs> like a pilot for the Ben and Polly show mm-hmm. at times in the early bits thinking oh Dodo is here to hand off to Ben and Polly to sort of carry them on their way uh, what do you think of, of Ben and Polly so far
0: I think they have great chemistry right off the bat. Uh-huh. I mean, sorry, Dodo. I, I have come to like you by this point, but in comparison to the sparks that we see sort of flying in between Ben and Polly, Dodo is—I mean, she actually—it's not so bad because in that in the first scenes with the three of them, she does seem a bit like a third wheel but not in such a bad way like they would be i i would enjoy watching the three of them chum around and and have a good time in london you know she's she's a fitting third for their little group but but she doesn't quite have the the same energy that either of the other two do and polly is just man annika wills is just polly right off the bat mm-hmm. and she's she's still like Similarities between Annika Wills after having seen her at Galley and heard her interview uh, with Deb from L. I. Who on Verity. She uh, um, all the good qualities that I like in Polly. She just really has as a person as well, and right. it was it was kind of like wow. That's that has lasted all this time. It's pretty great.
1: Yeah, Dodo seems somewhat stodgy in comparison. She seems like a bygone, a product of a bygone era, which is, it's funny to see how quickly things have advanced because, um, I think Dodo, what did we determine at the end of the massacre? That she, she sort of speaks like, she's from Manchester, but they said, don't you have to speak the Queen's English? And so they wrote her Cockney or something like that. But this is no, you must speak the Queen's English. And so she had her accent kind of dumbed down. And now we have, Polly straight from Carnaby Street, and with Ben, who's full on Cockney mm-hmm. with the accent. You know, three months after Dodo premiered, it's quite a quite a about turn.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it, the sort of the powers that be had had shifted behind the scenes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so. So yeah. So Dodo was not allowed to keep her Mancunian accent, whereas here we've we've got a quote unquote lower class accent front and center. Mm
1: -hmm. yep Doctor Who uh, appealing to the mainstream I think a little more at this point perhaps with their thing and their crazy way out space ideas of computers linking up to other computers around the world come on
0: that'll never catch on nope
1: ridiculous Um, what was the name of the guy I can't remember his name now the chap who was sort of leading the press conference um, the big tall guy the old guy bald guy there uh, who sort of um, talked with the doctor a little bit.
0: I did not catch his name.
1: I didn't catch his name either, but uh, his, his actual name is William Mervin, hmm? is the actor's name. His full name is William Mervin Pickwode. Pickwode. Oh, Pickwode. That's Michael Pickwode's father right there. Current designer what? of Doctor Who. Yep. I thought
0: you were going to say Mervin Pinfield, and I was going to be like, okay, that's a not expected thing, but no, no Pickwode, that's even cooler. Wow. Oh my goodness! Yep. What? Why did I not know this?
1: I think you did know that. I think you knew that his dad. When we went out at midnight, we went to the UK in 2015, and we went to a Chinese restaurant in in Derby at close to midnight, and sat right next to the Pickwodes, who were lovely people, and we were talking about how his uh, mm-hmm. his dad was in Doctor Who.
0: That okay? Now that you mention that, I totally remember that. Yeah, I sat right next to <laughs> sat right next to Michael Pickwode yep. at a Chinese restaurant in Derby, and. That's right. He was talking about his dad being Dr. Who. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I remembered that his, his lovely wife, um, had worked with Faraday Lambert at the BBC. Uh, so that sort of, I think stuck in my mind more than his dad. Wow. The UK is a very small place. Everybody, everybody knows everybody just like in Canada.
1: Just everyone in Canada. Yeah. If you're running into a bunch of people I, I knew from before in my life over the past week and a half, it's very strange. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of UK, for some reason, it didn't dawn on me until this very moment watching this scene, because when we were in the UK in November of 2015, uh, we didn't let a good opportunity go to waste. So uh, Warren and I made a video, which you kindly sat around for as we did it. <laughs> did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Simon Harris, our good friend, uh, was directing us and also finding locations and stuff, because, of course, he's in, he knows London. And it it the movie... Um, it was for our, our Radio Free scar live show uh, in 2016, where it's sort of like we somehow Warren gets possessed by Ten and then we have to somehow get back to Gallifrey One. Long story short, it's on YouTube, have a look for it. Um, I didn't realize at the time, and only when I saw the locations here, that the very first scene of that little video was the... V- same location, exact same location that the TARDIS landed on at the very beginning of. So when William Hartnell gets out of the cab, mm-hmm. there to go in the the Royal Scientific Club, mm-hmm. that's where we're walking down on the sidewalk in the very first shot of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is neat. It is pretty cool. <laughs> I I sat on a bench right near there and mm-hmm. read uh, a book on my Kindle and and waited.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where where the they made Doctor Who mm-hmm. uh, almost fifty years before we were there.
0: Wow. Doctor Who history yeah. in London. There
1: should be a blue plaque there. There should be a blue plaque for every single oh. Doctor Who location.
0: They'd run out of blue plaques.
1: Probably would. It's mm-hmm. tough to say a blue plaque. Um, fun little episode. I like this. I like this story a lot. It's a it's a signal to the future. I find. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a just it just it feels in context so out of place here, but it's it's definitely a sign of things to come.
0: Yeah, having the, the first time that I watched it was just completely out of context. Uh, I hadn't been watching a ton of Doctor Who at the time and it was the first Hartnell that I had seen in decades maybe, I mean, except for maybe watching the first episode of an Unearthly Child from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so it I enjoyed it very much and just I just thought it was good. And I did not realize at that time that it is sort of an outlier when it comes to the the stuff that had come previously and really there's i know there's not all that much left of the william hartnell era after this so it really is kind of an outlier just in general for his his era things have the wind has shifted ladies and gentlemen things are a change in in doctor who which is which is exciting
1: it is indeed mm-hmm. i look forward to the next few episodes of this story mm-hmm. which will be fun Who knows when those will happen? Tonight is like podcast homework night. Mm -hmm. We have like a movie and a Babylon 5 episode to watch for various podcasts that you are participating in.
0: And I already recorded one podcast, a hockey podcast, uh, this evening. And um, I also need to edit that podcast at some point tonight. (laughs) And while we're talking about that podcast, which is uh, Beginner's Puck on the Incomparable Network, I think it's time that we do another pledge break even though it's kind of the end of the show but screw it we it's 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 a doctor who podcast it's time for a pledge break
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. tell tell us what they've won i don't know what the next line is
0: <laughs> um as as we have mentioned before it is that time of the year when the incomparable uh likes to remind you all how you can support the network and more importantly us Stephen and Erica yes. <laughs> directly um, so yeah if you would like to become a member of the incomparable you can go to the incomparablecom slash members and it's very easy to sign up. You can support at uh, $5, $10, and $20 per month levels. And there are also annual equivalents that are available. And when you do that, you have a whole bunch of little little ticky boxes. And you can tick the boxes for the shows that you listen to on the Incomparable Network. Uh, if you check just uh, our little show, Lazy Doctor Who, then all of your contribution, minus a few... Uh, few fees for the network, will come to us, Stephen and Erica Thanks. on Lazy Doctor. Yeah, which we really, really appreciate, since Stephen doesn't have a technical, typical day job at this point. Um, yeah, every little <laughs> bit. Playing you know, the pity card. I, I will absolutely play the pity card, because I'm, <laughs> I'm the one that's working for the benefits. Um, Thank you. So yeah, if you check the ticky boxes for multiple shows, then your, uh, your contribution will be split between those shows. Um, there are some pretty cool things you get being a member of The Incomparable. You get access to a special member feed where you can get uh, bootleg uh copies, copies. Bootleg editions, I <laughs> yes, guess.
1: Yes, a person hangs around the recording studio with a microphone <laughs> and you can hear those bootleg recordings of podcasts. <laughs> That's not it, is it?
0: No, it's, it's it's sort of bootlegging quotes, but bootleg editions of the uh, the incomparable, the flagship show that they, that go out right away. Uh, you get some fun stuff in the mail, depending on what, uh, what level you pledge at, and you get access to a special members-only Slack, uh, Slack team, which is really fun. We have a Lazy Doctor Who channel, which we've mentioned before, in the Slack, and it's great because it's a bunch of Doctor Who nerds hanging out and talking about stuff, and it's, uh, it's a good way to directly communicate with us because uh, I find it much easier to keep up on than Twitter or email. I mean, we'll still be checking Twitter and oh, and yeah. email, um, but yeah, the Slack is really a, a very quick direct route to my heart. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and in addition, since it is March Members uh, Members Pledge Month, members I don't know what you want to call it
1: Members March Madness.
0: Ooh, I like that. Uh, we it's recorded. Easy, but... We re- well, I don't care. I want it. Yeah. We recorded a very special members only episode. Of Lazy Doctor Who. It's kind of a crossover between Lazy Doctor Who and the Game Show podcast on The Incomparable. We had some of our other incomparable friends together with us and played You Auto Complete Me or Who Complete Me, Wah. a Doctor Who version of a silly game show, which was tons of fun. I get to play Game Show Host. It's great. Anyway, so if you become a member, that will be available to you in the members only first class feed. And yeah. I think that's I think that's all there is to say, except for the incomparable dot com slash members, and we genuinely genuinely appreciate any support. I mean, we really appreciate you just listening. If that's all that you can do, that is, we still love love the heck out of you.
1: I didn't think that when we, well, first of all, I didn't think that when we decided to shop phone, I didn't think Mm -hmm. that would we started to watch Doctor Who, that we would do a podcast about it. And now that we've done a podcast about it, I didn't think that many people would listen to it. And then when I thought that many you know, when many people wouldn't listen to it, I didn't think that people would actually help support us by giving us money to do it. So all this is quite amazing. Mm -hmm. And both of us, thank you, the listeners, who we love, for your support.
0: Yep, we really do. Honestly, th- that support is helping to keep the podcast rolling along. Probably at a little, a little less lazy of a pace than it o- would otherwise. So I'm In- not going to lie.
1: Incentive.
0: Yeah. Yep. It's true. I'm. I'm. I'm serious. So anyway, um, if you do that, we will love you. If you don't do that, we will still love you. And I guess that ends this pledge break. Uh, tote bags standing by. I still. I do kind of want a lazy doctor
1: who tote bag. I feel like
0: that'd be I cool. Too.
1: I do too. You can get those, can't you? I think you well, can actually. You
0: can probably on like cafe press or something like that. No. You could just use the the artwork and
1: You'll have to look into that mm-hmm. um, so that's it for this one though this episode of lazy Doctor Who the next one will be episode two at least of or episode 12 as you thought I might say on the it, uh, on the graphics on the DVD
0: I tweeted out a picture of the you know the, the loading screen it totally looks like 12 it's very it doesn't the uh, the line next to the two does not match the one in the on the previous episode but if you look at it by itself it looks like a 12 mm-hmm I don't know why that one has the squares next to it and none of the other ones have the squares next to them.
1: Well, that's the cliffhanger. We'll see on the next episode <laughs> of Lazy Doctor Who why it looks slightly different. You didn't even tell, say about why it's uh, black on episode four.
0: Well, spoilers, we haven't gotten there yet.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, then. That's it for this one, though. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>